one thought of Jesus can lift you above any wave of worry. One thought of Jesus. Have you been, have you been having trouble breathing this week? Get a thought on your mind of the goodness of God. You see that battle he brought you through? You see that way he made for you? And just one thought of Jesus. How many know one thought can lift me out of the pit? One thought. I got this thought that goes through my mind all the time that says it doesn't matter. Just all the time. I could be doing anything. And it'll be like, it's um, the way the thought, you know that eye roll emoji that you, yeah, it's, that's, that'd be the face of it. But the thought behind it is like, you know, who cares? It doesn't matter. You ever had that thought catch you trying to do something? Mm -hmm. Raise your hand again if you've ever had that thought. Why would y'all raise y'all's hands so much higher the second time I asked it? Um, oh, 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 you're not enough. I don't know if you say it exactly like that, but it's crazy how many people I talk to. And I used to think it was people who didn't have a lot of confidence. But then I realized professional athletes have this thought that I'm not enough. They, they are the ones who our society worships. And still there's a thought. It's a thought that's going around. The reason it's going around so much more now than it used to go around is because now we, we don't judge ourselves or measure ourselves according to the calling God has given us. We compare ourselves to a fictionalized account of somebody else's life. That's where you always get in trouble. Now get this point. You always get in trouble when you start comparing your calling to somebody else's. Because when you compare callings, you catch insecurity. When you, when you compare callings, you catch insufficiency. When I think I'm not enough, you know, I, I, I'm not enough, even the disciples, you know, it's, it's not enough food to go around, Jesus. You need to send them away. How many times have I sent away something that God put in my life because I caught a thought that I'm not enough? They wandered around and around and around in the wilderness for 40 years, not because of their enemy, but because of their thought. And then even sometimes when things are going good, I got this thought. I don't know where it comes from. I don't think it's God. I don't think it is. It's hard to tell sometimes. Because it's not like he talks like this. I don't even know what that was. I'm glad he doesn't talk like that. That was super weird. He doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman. It's just a thought. Come on, if God sounded like Morgan Freeman, you could do it. <laughs> if he narrated your life like that, you could do it. You could make it. You would, you would go to sleep and wake up and just be ready for the day. But it comes like a thought. You know, even when it's going good, it won't last. They'll leave you too. You can't count on them. Then you sabotage the gift because you're not securing it. 
because even while it's happening, you don't believe it's real. This is my thoughts. I don't know where I caught him. I had a good mom, a good dad. I mean, they weren't perfect, don't get me wrong. I wish I could trace it back to just one traumatic event. I think that would be easier. Not enough. Where'd that thought come from? I'm not sure where it comes from, but I know where it takes me. And when I look back on the seasons of my life that I was so deep in depression, oh, yeah. And I know the Bible verses. Yeah, I know them better than you. Let's have a quoting contest. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. See my hand motions? I know the verse. Rejoice in the Lord always. And then Paul says, I will say it again. Rejoice. Well, you can say it as many times as you want to, Paul. I'm sad right now, and I can't find my way out. And so now I'm fighting on the level of my feelings. But watch this. Before it became a feeling, Even Paul, it, it wasn't just like Moses was a bad leader. Even Paul had to fight against opposing voices and thought systems that undermined the essence of the grace of God in the gospel. Even in the churches that he started, even in uh, the church at Corinth, he would write to that church. And, and what would happen to them was they, they would... They would they would be led astray, or the word he likes to use in 2 Corinthians is deceived. He says, I fear that you're being deceived by the power of suggestion. He uses the example, he says, like Eve was deceived by the serpent. You remember that story? When God said, you can eat any of this, and then she caught a thought from a snake. She allowed something that was beneath her to speak to her. And she caught a thought. See, I never had a snake slither up to me and talk to me. I wish I did. I wish it was a snake that I could chop the head off of it. It's a thought, and I have to live with this, and I have to deal with it. And, and the serpent said to Eve, did God really say? You see it? He introduces a doubt into the possibility and potential of faith, causing her to focus on what is not available rather than what is. And Paul says, I'm, I'm afraid that you will be deceived because there's these, um, there's these spies in the church at Corinth, and they're, they're leading the Christians astray. They're doing it by the power of thought. They are introducing the thought into the church that you need something other than Christ to justify you. He says, I fear that you have been led astray from your pure devotion to Christ. And pure is the right word, that's the important word. Pure, it's that uncontaminated place that you access occasionally, where you know that God's got you and everything is going to be all right. You ever just felt that and you had no reason to and you didn't even have the facts to back it up? You, you ever just felt that like, wow, I just feel like I feel like I'm going to make it and God's going to do it and I just feel and and I can't even prove it on a flow chart or anything like that but I just I just 
What happens is the enemy deceives you. He can't take what God gave you. You know that, right? I need to make sure you know that. He can't take what God gave you. But if he can get you to catch a thought that opposes it, he can keep you so weak that you will not walk into it. And this is what he says to the church at Corinth, because they got spies running around introducing lies to the church. They got thoughts that oppose the knowledge of God. In fact, that's how he phrases it in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. He says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What's a stronghold? In military terms, it's a place that you go to seek refuge, a stronghold, where you set up to do a battle where the enemy can't get to you. Or it can become a place where the enemy traps you in. He says, what happens in a physical battle can happen mentally, spiritually, emotionally to any one of us at any time. See, because it is with the thought that I can experience God. I can catch a thought of Jesus and his grace for me and his love for me and his mercy toward me. And that thought can move me to worship him in the beauty of holiness, in the splendor of his magnificence. In fact, I want to say this. One thought of Jesus can lift you above any wave of worry. One thought of Jesus. Have you been, have you been having trouble breathing this week? Get a thought on your mind of the goodness of God. You see that battle he brought you through? You see that way he made for you? And just one thought of Jesus. How many know one thought can lift me out of the pit? One thought. But a, a stronghold can also ensnare you. A thought, I'm not enough. A thought. I wonder what they're thinking about me right now. They're not. But that thought, that thought, this isn't going to end well. That thought, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not what they think I am. Here's one of mine. Here's one of my strongholds. If they really knew you, they wouldn't like you. If they really knew, because all of us are bluffing. All of us are faking it. All your little cool friends are faking it. They all got acne. They all got issues. They all feel lonely. And none of y'all are cool. Everybody's faking it. Care how expensive your shoes are? You ain't perfect. But Paul, they were coming in the church like, oh, he's an imposter. He's not a real one. They were introducing a thought to rob them. You know the devil is a thief, right? He can't take your promise. So now he wants to steal your thoughts. 
I was reading something in Proverbs. Can I show you this real quick? I didn't get to show them last night. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 30, it says, People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his hunger when he's starving. A thief is just a thief. You know the enemy is a thief. You can't blame him for trying to steal what he doesn't want you to have. But check the next verse. I love this, verse 31. Yet if he is caught... Yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold. So today we came into this service to catch a thief and to let him know, give me my joy back. Give me my peace back. Give me my wisdom back. Give me the joy of my salvation. Restore it sevenfold. I caught a thought. I caught a thought. I realize that he loves me, and if he loves me, it doesn't matter if you like me. I caught a thought. I'm bold about it. I'm formed for it. I'm made for it. I'm called to it. And I believe I'll walk right forward into my future, holding on to a thought of the favor of God. Some of y'all need to catch this. Come on, catch this favor. Catch this word. Catch this joy. Catch this peace. You've been hanging around Facebook, but you came in here for some faith today, didn't you? Well, catch this. God is for you. He's more than the world against you. Kick those ten spies out of your head and listen to Caleb. We can. We should. We will. He is. I have. I am. High five them and say, I caught a thought. I caught a thought. I caught a thought. Just like I caught a cold last February. I caught a thought. I found out that he is able. I found out that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. I found out he is the bread of life. He is El Shaddai. He is more than enough. I caught a thought of God. A thought brought me into depression, and a thought is going to bring me out. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. What's he saying? I caught a thought of the goodness of God, and it lifted me out of the pit of my despair. You can't keep the thought from coming. But watch what Paul said. He said, we demolish strongholds. How do we destroy it? Verse 5 is important. He said, we demolish every spy that says we can't. And every pretension that self sets itself up against the knowledge of God. How many know something about God that is deeper than a feeling? I mean, you've known it since you were a child. You've known it in your soul. You've known it in your spirit. Deep calls to deep. So when I have a thought that opposes what I know about God, what, what, what you going to do about it? I can't keep it from coming. But he said, we take captive every thought to make it obey Christ.
And so when they say, you seem different this week, you don't look so stressed this week, tell them, oh yeah, it's the craziest thing. I caught a thought. It was about this big. I found out God is about this. I caught a thought of his greatness. I magnified him in my mind. I began to rejoice in the rock of my salvation. This I recall to my mind. Therefore I have hope. I caught a thought and it led me to a hope. Now, the thought that you hold on to, the one that you allow to dominate, that will be the stronghold of your life. If the Lord is your stronghold, if he is the place where you hide, if you if you catch a, a, a thought, a glimpse of your calling. Here it is. There was a woman who was bleeding on the inside. She heard Jesus coming through her part of town. She had done everything to fix it at the level of the symptom, but nothing worked. The condition that she had was a deep one. It was causing her to hemorrhage and lose blood, just like many of us are hemorrhaging emotionally and losing energy and losing hope. When she heard Jesus passing through, her desperation for a change caused her to do something dramatic in her life because she had gotten a second opinion and a third opinion and a fourth opinion, and none of that worked. But here comes healing, and here comes hope. And The Bible says that she did what she had to do to get through all of the people who could have blocked her and to grab, grab a hold to catch Jesus as he was passing by to heal somebody else. And he's, he's moving quickly, and Peter's backing everybody away. Don't touch him. He's in a hurry. But she reaches out, and the Bible says that she… Is this verse 37? Yeah, she, she touched his cloak. She caught him. She caught his cloak. She caught what could heal her. She caught a flow. She caught a miracle. She caught a change. Verse 38, because she thought. Before I caught the answer, I caught a thought. Before I caught forgiveness, I caught a thought. Before I caught bitterness, I caught a thought. If I can catch a thought, I can catch his cloak. And if I can touch him, he can make me well. With everyone standing and your hands lifted to heaven, like you need to catch what heaven has today. I declare over your life that faith 
and favor are flowing from the person of Jesus in the form of the Holy Spirit in this moment across every location and our EFAM around the world. Catch this. You've been holding on to thoughts of low self-worth and low self-esteem all to lead you to this moment in the presence of Jesus that if you can catch a thought the woman was made well because she touched his cloak she touched his cloak because she caught a thought and there are great opportunities for love and for joy and for peace and for provision there is a great calling and assignment on your life my sister there is a a tremendous promise in front of you and there's Caleb saying you should you can and there's ten other spies saying you can't and I don't care if you're outnumbered ten to two if you will follow Caleb into Canaan you can eat the fruit of the land you can experience the joy of the Lord if you can catch this thought this I recall to my mind. I caught a thought and it lifted me from my despair. I caught a thought and it lifted me from my addiction. I caught a thought of Jesus and it lifted me from my shame. And I begin to rejoice and worship Him with gladness because I caught a thought of victory. For the battle belongs to the Lord. He is my stronghold. He is the strength of my life. And I will not be put to shame, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, catch this victory. Catch this win. Lift your sails and catch this victory. Catch this win. Sing it over the people, Chris, till they catch it. I'm going to see it in the land of the living. I'm going to see the goodness of God. I'm gonna sing it. I'm gonna sing till I see it. I'm gonna sing victory. Come on, touch his garden. Touch his presence. Touch his healing. Touch his robe. I'm gonna sing your victory for the battle. Come on, you can catch things. It's an impartation. Hey, it really is a privilege to share God's Word with you. Thank you for joining me. But each week we just have a little bit of time together, and I'd love to take the conversation beyond just a TV program. So, if you want to go deeper, if you want to connect on another level, you can call or go online right now and request exclusive resources from today's message. We'll make them available to you with your gift of any amount to the ministry. But I want to tell you about something else too. Live, every single Sunday, we broadcast a message from Elevation Church, the church where I pastor. And so you can tune in, worship with us, hear a message, experience the ministry live as it happens. And what's even better, you can connect with a community of people from all over the world. We call it EFAM, E like elevation, E like extended. It means a lot of different things. But it's just our way to connect with you beyond this broadcast. I would love for you to join us live this weekend. And so you can go online. StephenFurtick.com slash live. Don't forget the slash live. It will take you directly to the details and the times. So do it now. Visit the website. I'll see you this weekend.
Some of you have had the wind against you your whole life. You didn't have the right shoes. Your parents didn't make a lot of money. You had to learn to fit in. You had to learn how to be tough. You had to learn how to be hard. And you learned how to survive a storm. But the problem with that is sometimes the wind isn't even against you, but you still feel like it is. You don't know the way God is going to work in your situation. And it is always too soon for you to quit on something that God put on the inside of you. If he gave you a dream, it's too soon to walk away from it just because it doesn't manifest in three dimensions by the time you get done praying about it. Seeds can be deceiving. Seeds can look awfully small. Seeds can look impotent. And they may be dormant for a while, and when you sow them, they go away for a little while. But they didn't go to die. They went to multiply. Some of the things in your life that you said goodbye to, you need to say see you later. I'm expecting you to come back up again because I believe in resurrection. If God's put gifts and dreams inside of us, isn't it time to find out what they are? Your potential isn't gone. It's just waiting for you to access it. Call or go online now for your copy of Unlocking Your Hidden Potential. EFAM is our online family at Elevation Church. It doesn't matter where you call home. Becoming a part of our EFAM is as simple as joining us online each week. Each weekend, we broadcast our worship experiences to thousands of people around the world. It's so simple for you to join the huge move of God that is happening through our EFAM by tuning into experiences on the weekend or on demand when it's convenient for you. When you participate, you'll experience awesome worship music, preaching, and community with people tuning in, just like yourself. You can have a deeper connection by joining an e-group and an e-team, giving online, and connecting with other e-fam near you through watch parties. Wherever you find yourself in life, we want to be a place you can depend on for receiving inspiration, encouragement, and support. Grow your faith, no matter where you are.